there, and welcome to my podcast. My name's Erica, and today I'm covering Charles Camsell Hospital and its ghost stories that come with it. This hospital is located in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. It's near the St. Albert Trail, around 128th Street and 115th, if you're familiar with North Edmonton. I used to work around there and pass this big, empty, broken building sitting in a large field every single day. It used to give me the creeps. I had heard it was haunted and that there were ghost stories with it. I decided to do my own research, and now that I know some of the history, I'm even more intrigued in what was found and said. Uh, Please see the links at the bottom or in the comment section. I posted all of the links, the archives, the books, and testimonies of where I found all of this material. Let's get started. So, back in the early 1900s, this building was actually a Jesuit medical college. Uh, For those of you who don't know what Jesuit means, it's uh, Jesus um, followers. So, we're getting kind of an understanding that it is church-based to begin with. Then it became a veteran hospital. Around the year 1946, it became a residential school. They called it also a sanitarium. And it was known for it being a hospital for indigenous people who had tuberculosis. Many Inuit communities saw it as a white disease that needed outside treatment. So they were being sent outside of their communities to tuberculosis sanatoria in the south. Northern communities started screening through x-ray tours beginning in the 1940s. Mid-1950, some estimates that were made Uh, say that one-third of Inuits were infected by this disease. One-third. That's a lot. Um, So they were sent to the indigenous hospitals like Charles Camsell Hospital. Um, 1953, almost 3,000 Inuit registered throughout Canada's hospitals. This is a really hard one, so trigger warning. Uh, Tuberculosis attacks the lungs, bones, and internal organs and glands. People with this, if they're left untreated, they die from this disease. Spinal fusions were a thing, but without this modern technology, I could not imagine the pain they were in. There were different levels of tuberculosis. If the person was at level one, it was the most severe. They could be on bed rest for over a year. Level two meant uh, that you could sit in a chair once a month. And people wanted to be at level four, which meant they were walking for short periods and maybe going home soon. Just to be clear here, residential schools were a breeding ground for tuberculosis. And relocating these indigenous people were was very traumatic for them and their families. There were a lot of mothers without children and children without mothers. And back then, doctors could only offer a rest cure, which lasted a long time, sometimes years. 
and loneliness and cultural misunderstandings were very real at this time. Former Indigenous patients tell a mixed legacy about this time. In 1990, a large cairn was placed to commemorate those buried in this area in St. Albert Indigenous Cemetery. You can clearly see their names, their ages, and where they're from. 98 Indigenous people who were taken from across Canada's northern provinces, they never returned home, never to be reunited with their families for burial. There were babies, children, teenagers, adults, and grandparents. There were a lot of northerners looking for their loved ones. The government said it was too costly to send their bodies home. What a fucking dick. The Encyclopedia of Haunted Places, which I will be referring from now on, they did a paranormal investigation and it gives a little bit of history here as to this building. So this is what the Encyclopedia of Haunted Places says. Some of the patients here were forcibly brought to the hospital where some were also sterilized due to defects. The sterilization was also done involuntarily, just as the hospitalization was, north and east side of the building. So that's where they were sterilizing people, the northeast side. On the second floor, there was a surgical ward. According to the book, half of the floor is stained with blood. The fourth floor was a psychiatric wing, where it was said that shock treatments were forced upon patients, as well as isolation in special rooms. In 1982, a young man fell to his death from the roof he was working to repair. The paranormal investigation performed gave evidence that there was ghostly activity in this building. An elevator in the morgue operates on its own. Voices and screams not belonging to anyone on the investigative team were recorded. It was said that in the years between 1945 and 1967, the hospital was used for occupational therapy for Indigenous people. The Royal Museum, also in Edmonton, received over 400 pieces of arts and crafts in the early 1990s, as donated by the Charles Camsell Hospital. Those 400 pieces were created by the patients in the therapy program. The hospital changed from a tuberculosis hospital to an experimental one that was run by the United Church and the Department of Indian Affairs. There are reports of abuse and murder taking place here. There is a rumor that there is a mass grave of indigenous children located on the south side of the building in what used to be the staff garden. So this place was built in 1967 and closed its doors 30 years later in 1996. 
it still remains a building to this day that is empty, broken, and it doesn't seem like much is going on around in and around that area. Um, I think they might have a plan to do something, but I don't think they should. I think they should just leave it. What do you think? <laughs>